welcome to the Unstoppable Life podcast with Verna Haywood, the original Spice Girl from Grenada, the island of spice and all that's nice. I am here to spice up your life with a sprinkle of faith and a dash of hope and a pint of love. This podcast is a space for every woman and man to grow, not only grow in faith, but grow in wisdom, confidence, and develop their relationships as well as know their human rights that God gave each of us. Each week, you will hear topics from women and men to build a solid foundation. Now, let me introduce you to my special guest. Here we are. My special guest is Andrea Lukaker. And Andrea is an NLP trainer. She is also a coach, hypnosis coach, and also she does psychological counselor. Andrea is a, a warm person. When I first met her, it was a really a good pleasure meeting her. So you might be wondering, what does hypnosis coach and NLP trainer have to do with domestic violence and how we can reduce that and how we can, can stop it? The thing we want to talk about today is how to set healthy boundaries. But before I go on to allow Andrea to, to tell us a bit more about that, I just want to give you a little history about Andrea. Andrea is that she deeply wants to see people own their lives and learn to set healthy boundaries based upon their needs and wants and offers tools to overcome those troubles on the way of letting go of the past. Because, you know, we tend to hold on to that and we need to let that go and start living. Live life in peace, acceptance, and love. She learned how subconscious patterns run human life and how they can be changed for the better so that they are more serving to life. She would love to see everyone in its turn potential, happy, and satisfied. Wow, that is so welcome in this, in this space because love is something that people don't really they say the word love but I often wonder do they understand what the word love means and about setting healthy boundaries and we tend to sometimes in relationships somebody might just you know hit us and we think oh that's we let that we let that slip and we think oh I'm just joking but then again it gets more frequent and you're thinking can't be a joke so it means that we have to start setting healthy boundaries from day one or setting out in stones what it is we like and what it is we don't like. And if this was to occur, how would we address it? So Andrea, just let the audience know about you. I know I have spoken about you already, but I think it's just nice to hear your voice. And then we can just go into how do we set healthy boundaries and how the work that you do can help someone because people tend need to know where to go and who to look for that can help them. Yeah. So first of all, I uh, will say thank you for the invitation and welcome everybody. And I hope you will pick up some nuggets you can use for yourself. Why I came to healthy boundaries is as I observed that often tend to reach boundaries of others, but why we don't set them for ourselves? Because uh, we are often saying yes, although we mean no, and afterwards we judging ourselves. And by communicating our needs clearly, we respect the, the needs and wants of others, but we want to respect and own our 
our own as well. How often in time is it that uh, we do something we don't want and afterwards we are judging ourselves and in the long run it bringing us into an overwhelmed date or we lose our energy and if we could set healthy boundaries and respect them and being accountable to them we gain a lot of our power back into our lives. And that's the thing our power. I like how you say that because one of the things that have you know been a domestic abuser survivor I had to I thought I did set boundaries by explaining to my partner before we got married these are the things that have happened to me and if you were to behave in a certain manner it triggers what triggers happen and thought that I was going in with an open heart an open mind and that honesty before marriage but <laughs> it didn't work <laughs> because when I say it didn't work I think I guess I did not stick to my boundaries when the first you know hand was raised oh it's a joke you know what I mean and you're thinking that didn't seem like a joke but okay if you say it's a joke then we make a fun of it and, and things like that so you know you hit back and stuff like that if it's a joke then I can push you it, we, we have that that thing I think is how do we recognize and take control because once that go your power goes and it's about that and that's what led me to write the course on suburban resilience three powerful practices to take your power back so talk to us about that how can one regain their power in what you do how does that help them first of all is clarity and to become clear we have to be greatest observer so we have to pay a very great look on how am I feeling in a situation how are my thoughts to it knowing our values and need and then reflecting over it as and if we do that and practice it over time it will become a habit and we will be aware of what's happening and we can then stand up for ourselves and say stop here and not further and sometimes we humans tend to send mixed messages out because we are not very clear and our voice and body posture sending a different message than our voice is and it's confusing for the other person as they don't know where we are but if we can be in alignment so we know what we are feeling what what we are thinking what we want and we stand in our self present we are powerful and if we then communicate and know it comes much powerfully out of our mouth than if we are not sure if we may do that or not then such a mixed message comes out and we speak a no but like not powerful enough that the others could respect it but being present with ourselves and saying no will just a simple no be enough but if we are not sure on what we want we know what we don't want and what we want but but there are these is this allowed or may I say this or such thinking which brings some uncertainty up in ourselves and the other person can sense this maybe not on a conscious level but on a subconscious for sure and they are misusing then boundaries because we are not sure of them ourselves and are not accountable for ourselves how could an other person respect it if we are not respecting it by ourselves that's so true so before we could look at respecting anyone else we have to respect ourselves and I suppose that stems from generation so we need is a is a belief system isn't it our belief system need to change so tell me some of the things that they can do to change their belief system first of all to understand that when we were born 
born and came into the world. We came like a ball. And it was filled with our experiences, everything we observed in, in our childhood. We had a look how ma- mother and father dealing with things. And it was a learning process for us while we grew. And such patterns influencing us even in an older age as well. So to understand that a lot of things are not even our own thinking nor our choice, but it is a pattern we took from our childhood and putting it, labeling it over a situation because it reminds us maybe on a past situation. And if we know that this was just the past and we cannot change the past, we definitely can change how we act today or in future. So we can set up for ourselves what we believe is right for ourselves. And by being true to ourselves and listening to the inner voice, we can find out either these are our thoughts or maybe just words we were hearing when we were children. So in essence, you know, one of the things that I talk about is words, <laughs> how important words are, you know, the words we speak, because the word we speak seeds yeah. and we plant in seeds. Words are very, very powerful. And by becoming a good observer, we can monitor which words we are choosing while we are speaking and then asking ourselves a lot of questions. Is this really true? Is uh, how, where did it come from? Maybe I heard this when I was a child or um, has it something to do with this situation or is it something Mm -hmm. which did not even match to it but comes like an automatic thinking process, right? And by observing which words we choose, we, uh, we can get more easier into control. Oftentimes we say, I cannot do this. I'm not allowed to do this. Will that be right or wrong? So that are questions which indicate that there might be something in the past which is influencing us today. But by becoming aware, we can ask based upon our values of what we want and then standing for it and going for it. And by starting doing so, we may face fear because it's something we haven't done before. But to understand that fear is just, let's say, a projection of future. We think of what all could go wrong, or what could happen, what if scenarios are going in, in our mm-hmm. mind. Right? I, I, I want to say there is some fear which is necessary because it keeps us alive and is protecting us. But, but a lot of time, fear is like an over, over worried mother, which is uh, holding <laughs> us back and not allowing to go the next step. And then just to say, okay, I'm quitting my comfort zone and it's pretty normal that fear is going to stop me because it wants me to be secure. But say, okay, I know I'm fine. I can do that. And uh, it's just this little voice in my head. So, and I'm going to do that and then being committed. And so we can grow because everybody and even the most successful people in the world, whenever they quit their comfort zone, they will feel this unpleasant feeling or fear or something like that. But they decided for themselves to act in spite of this feeling and can be overcome. Yeah, that's so, so true. That fear. I I like how you say that overprotecting mother. (laughs) I never looked at it like that before, but I I like that. I like that description. That overprotecting mother that wants to take care of you and, you know, don't do this, you know, you're going to fall, you're going to break, you're going to do that. So it drives you. So that fear is, uh, whereas it wants to stop you, there is a fear that say, no, you can do this, move on, you know, keep going. And I suppose is understanding that and understanding how the how, how to 
move forward and not stay there and not be afraid to have your voice because in that situation, you're, you become voiceless nobody's hearing your voice. So how do you make your voice heard? Yes, so it will be practice, right? And starting with little things. And then we can observe ourselves and have a look on which resources am I lacking? And knowing that every resource we need is within us, we just have to mobilize it. Uh, then we can practice, let's say, at home or with a partner. Game part. I like one partner is saying yes, and the other is saying no. And uh, we use different tonations, different bodies body postures. And after some minutes, we change the roles. So the other person is saying no. And the ones who said yes before says no. And they play with the voice and, and body postures. So there's a different tonations and we can speak it out and we will observe ourselves while doing so. And we will memorize this experience when we need it. So we can say, oh, you did it already. So you know that you can do it. So please take your toolbox. Remember how did you did, did it then when you played? Which one did you like most and which one do you think matches most now? And then just saying, okay, I'm, I'm going to repeat it. Because the wonderful thing with our brain is that it cannot distinguish either we are something imagining or, or recalling or living. So we can use it even by future pacing. We can imagine probable situation in our mind go through it, how we will feel, how we will act, what words we will speak out to get it really a very visual and very sensational. And by doing so, we prepare ourselves for future probable situations because for our brain, it would be something that we already have done well in past and not something new. And then just when the moment comes, maybe stepping one step backward, taking a deep breath and saying, okay, I, I did it already. I can be proud of myself. So do it again. So it's, it's about a celebration, celebrating ourselves. And I, I suppose that's one of the things we don't do. We don't celebrate ourselves. We are, we criticize ourselves, um, which you mentioned before, but it's that celebration. And I guess, again, going back to when we were born, you know, what we came with, as you said, we came with this empty bottle uh, that got filled up with all these different yes and no's and you can't do this, you can't say this, you call that protocol that went into it, is how how does a person is in that space who don't understand about loving themselves, that self-love and that self-compassion and that rejoicing, you might see that rejoicing that, oh no, that's that's too much, you can't do that, I can't celebrate for myself, that is like, it's like you know, something that they shouldn't do. So talk to us about when we do that, what does that release? What what happens when we make the decision, you know what, I'm going to celebrate what I've just accomplished? Yes, so where the focus is, energy go. And by celebration, we create positive reference experience for ourselves. And if we are in down phases and in insecurities, oftentimes we think on things which went wrong, but seldom we can recall positive things. And by having the habit of celebrating them, we can recall positive memories and experiences as which can support us in such a situation. And then to focus where we want to go and focusing on the things we have already accomplished and we already did good. We felt a lot of times happy 
be, but mm -hmm. just sometimes we are not able to remember it as good as the negative things because maybe the negative were too huge, the positive too little. And by mm -hmm. expanding with these positive experiences and celebrating ourselves, we can make this positive part bigger, which will be then more present with us than the negative. It's a matter of the focus and it's the focus is uh, like a ship. If we go in this direction, it will come here. And if we change the focus a little bit, it will come on another place out. So you, by changing the focus, you can not come to the same out uh, point. The direction yes. will be another and the result will be. Yes, the nautical miles. <laughs> the nautical miles that you will make when you ship turn and go in a different direction, that might be a huge turn, which you then have to recorrect. And there is nothing wrong in doing so. I I, I can see how, how that would happen. But sometimes you can think, well, and you said it before, that negative thought that you can't do it. When you have celebrated enough of the things that you can do, then that will counteract the things that you think you can't do. It's not that you can't, you just either haven't tried it or you've been told you can't and you believe it. So, so it's about changing the perspective, isn't it? Yeah, changing the perspective is a very similar for me with changing the focus where we focus mm. on. And by just, is it so that if you want to buy, let's say, white car, you will see just white cars driving beside you. Have you experienced something like this? So it is with our focus, what we focus on, we see more of in our uh, life. Yeah, yeah, that's, um, that is so enlightening. You know, it, there's just so much insight that just came from, from the things that you have said. I, I find in reflecting, there are a lot of things that when you reflect that you may have buried and don't want to open the door, you want to keep that door shut. But in so doing, if you haven't dealt with it, then it's hard for you to move forward. Talk to us about that. Yes, I want to take the picture with the bottle again, which was filled. And yeah. if close it, nothing new can come in and nothing old can go out. Oh, we have to be willing to be open and to know that everything which will come to us is perfect. And it's just giving us a new experience we can learn from. Uh, we can learn by interacting with others. If we're both living as humans alone on a world without other humans, we would not even know who we are. So we can see it in, in the reflection of other people. To be willing to be open means uh, that we are allowing new things coming in and releasing the things we don't need anymore. Yeah. And we collect enough reference experiences along the way we can use to, to negotiate with the part which is going to stop us or saying us, no, you can't or no, you're not allowed. You are not worthy enough of it. You may not do that. So we can say, okay, yes, I did that already. That was fine. And I have experienced this already. And why shouldn't I if uh, others may? So, and um, we are looking for um, growth. So we are allowing ourselves to grow and, and, and others as well. Yeah. So growth. I like the, the fact that you said that it allows you to look within because so many times, and that's the purpose of having someone to work with, especially when you're in a situation where your judgment is clouded. You can't really think. You know you need to, to move forward. You know you 
need to get out of the situation, but you seem paralyzed to, to do that. And is in the, the working with someone that helps to, to bring that out of you. And knowing that, I'll ask this question. Do you think, do you think most people understand that they have the answers within them or they think that they have to find the answers and somebody else have to tell them what to do because is that tell isn't it because I guess we have been told from, from birth what to do that we are stuck in that place and when we want to have a solution we can't think about it because we have nobody to tell us what to do rather than look within so talk to me. I believe that a lot of people are not aware of it mm-hmm. as I'm a strong believer that as long as we are not aware of a check we cannot uh, change anything so if I'm not aware that what's happening in a situation and I'm telling myself the old stories so I will never be able to quit out of it. but to realizing the moment when we feel down or blocked or not able to move to to know where we want to go okay it's like having a little stone here and we know that we are capable of going over this stone it's just a little stone we can go some steps left or some steps right and go to towards the goal so creating a lot of little positive reference experiences we know how we can move towards the goal and then just going not stopping because there are a lot of ways we can come to one destination and by knowing that it gives us a little space uh, it does not hinder us uh, from acting out and in such a phase when we are in a down phase and have these words what was told to us within us very present to know I realize now that this is happening but these are just thoughts I was told and they were so strong enough that they internalized with me so greatly and by knowing that uh, we have the power to change it now we have to take the decision to go forward not uh, being uh, in in such a state and asking why is this happening to me or instead of standing up and saying okay this is not serving me at the moment this is not bringing me lightness power or satisfaction so I can decide to to let that go to be aside I want this and then asking myself what do I need to do or think to be able to go the first step and it's done by taking the first step and by being persistent on the way mm-hmm. so again we go back to the baby <laughs> You go back to the baby because, he's, you know, a, a baby starts learning to turn and he turned once. He didn't really get over. He doesn't stop. We keep trying until he is able to turn or he or she is able to turn over. And the next thing they start creeping, you know, and they're thinking, well, everybody's on, on standing up. So how do I do that? Then they start learning how to do that. They fall down, but they don't stop. They still keep going. So using those analogies, I guess, is when when we stop for a moment and embrace, I think we are so in a hurry to get wherever we want to get that we don't really stop to reflect on those things and see how those things can help to propel us. Yes, it, like I said, to be the best observer and when we are in a hurry, we often don't realize what is going around us, right? To stop and to see what, what is here now, where am I, what's happening here? 
here and using our five senses to do so. But the analogy with the baby is so great because it's such a great resource. And when we, especially in times when we feel lost or overwhelmed, confused, uh, we just don't know where to go. We can recall our memory back and ask ourselves how powerful we were as babies. We did not quit when, when it came up to learn going. We were so powerful and we did so great things when we were little babies. So on the way, something well, was told to us, mm-hmm. which was stopping us. But as yeah. babies, we were always very active. We we always tried. We Nothing could stop us uh, almost, right? So we were already powerful and we just forgot it and we have to remember it back again. Yeah, so that tells me building muscles, building those muscles. So talk to us about building muscles. Yes, it's it's practice, practice and practice. It's simple practice, practice, practice. (laughs) It's like an athlete, an athlete running the four by four, 100 meters, you know, they, they have to keep practicing. And as you keep practice, you practice, you practice, you build those muscles and your muscles become stronger and stronger and stronger. So when you are in a relationship where you have not set your boundaries, that doesn't mean you can't, although you haven't set your boundaries, I'll I'll go back to something you said at the very beginning. Although you haven't set your boundaries or you may have set your boundaries, but giving off different signals is understanding those signals because you're saying one thing with your mouth, but it's how the words are coming out. I guess is, would you say is how forceful the words are coming out and in the mannerism is coming? And is that matching with your physique? Is that matching with your, your body language? Because your body speaks a language and that gives off approval or disapproval. Yes. And our boundaries will be always tested by the world. So we mm-hmm. have to be accountable for ourselves. First knowing what we want and then standing for it. So there will be sometimes phases or moments we will have to do things we don't like, especially let's say in a job or for things we, which have to be performed. But for that, we have to know, okay, that's for this one, but, but we can set boundaries uh, in a different way by setting priorities and knowing which one is more important, which value or which drive is now in us. Is there a need which is not fulfilled or what? what is it which uh, I have to have a look on it? And there will be a lot of situations in our lives. We can set healthy boundaries and go into negotiation with people and there will be a little things we will not be able, but we will have to, to follow follow the lead of others and to to distinguish this two. This one will happen seldom, but it has to be done for the way it can go good in future when we can go into compromising. And compromising, (laughs) compromising is dangerous when we compromise as giving up our way. I meant it that way. Let's say we have to set time boundaries. A nice person is asking us if we want to go for playing cards, but we have no time. And we will say yes, because we like them, but we are doing ourselves no good because we have mm-hmm. no time afterwards. And yeah. uh, then we can go into negotiation and say, okay, I would really would love to play cards with you, but not today. Can we make it tomorrow or another day? So that mm-hmm. was what I meant with uh, yeah. compromising. Compromise. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. It's understanding. Yeah. So I think these uh, there's just so much nuggets in there in what you shared. So much 
much enlightenment as well and lots of insights and so that people can get and they can start making the adjustments. So it's making those slight adjustments to give you the results you're looking for and is expecting. In certain cases where you are in a relationship and it's not serving you, what would be your suggestion as someone who are in hypnosis culture? How would you, how can you help someone or how, what would you do? What's, what, what tool would you suggest that they use to, to get themselves out of that situation? So I will suggest in such a situation to bring order in because I believe that when it is chaotic with relationship that maybe something went out of order or people were not communicating on the same length of wave. Yeah. Often people are pretentious. They they know how others are feeling or know how others are thinking or know how others should act and behave. But such people often don't have a look on themselves, right? They know everything better for the other person, but not mm-hmm. for themselves. Yeah. And to say, okay, that is your thinking, but it has not to be mine. Yeah, as supposed to be strong in your in your willpower, got to be strong and have your willpower that you stand in that knowing that that may be that might be what you think but this is not what I think that might be for you and don't don't push your will on me yes. so is 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 understanding that and and as you say the boundaries because there's so many ways your boundaries can be tested as you said at the very beginning yes so we don't want to put our mind on others it's a matter of respect and yeah. on the other side we don't want others to put their ideas upon us right yeah yeah yeah. so that's a that's a very healthy conversation and I I really enjoyed uh, talking about it you know I I hadn't when we when we discussed and we talked about okay what's going to be the topic and it was like healthy boundaries sometimes you don't really look uh, take a deep look into what those boundaries uh, should be and uh, you can feel maybe a bit intimidated that I'm going to set my boundaries and especially if the other person is very forceful you can feel intimidated but in spite of that I believe that we should set our boundaries and stand firm and don't that's something we don't negotiate <laughs> you, you I know you mentioned about you can negotiate because let's say I don't have time now but you want to please somebody else so instead of pleasing yourself you then please somebody else so you you get out of alignment with you please the other person and then you're unhappy with yourself keep keep using words that diminishes you so i would i would like to hear you to give the audience something as we come to a close of this this segment that you impart your wisdom i mean you have imparted lots of wisdom already to us but i'm sure there are more wisdom you have that you can impart to us in this this moments. Yes, to understand that everything comes from somewhere. By being our best observer, we can have a look on what is. By becoming aware, it's where the point is, we can change it. Yeah, that word being. (laughs) That's a big word, isn't it? Being. Being. Who do you want to be? That being. Being. Who who am I being? Uh, I suppose I need to understand that word. So what, what, what is giving me power? What is giving me the f- 
feeling of being grateful for, the feeling of pleasure, what's driving me yeah. and what is giving yeah. something back to me. And there will be things where which make us exhausted, overwhelmed, in a state of worry. So it's a down spiral and we have the one which is giving us pleasure, energy and this which is making us grow. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Andrea. There is just so much and so much. And I suppose this topic can go on and on and on and on and on because there is just so many areas that we can we can talk about. But we, we wanted to talk about specifically given that we are talking about being unstoppable and how you can be unstoppable, especially when you are in a relationship that is probably toxic and that it, it, there, there are different types of relationship is how you can set your boundaries and and stay true to yourself and not give your power hand your power over to someone else but to take hold of your power because if you become powerless you become voiceless and yes. being voiceless and and by being in such a state it's not a state we want to be in because mm-hmm. everyone has a family and if we are in a powerless state we cannot give to them they uh, we are not serving them yeah. so it's it's a draining energy so mm-hmm. we want to be in a powerful state where we can have some great times with our loved ones everything can expand and grow yes. so and nurturing nurturing <laughs> relationships yes <laughs> I like that. It's a, it's a good place to end. So nurture, because nurturing is bringing, giving that nutrients. So you bring in that nutrients so that you can grow. And that nurture, when you nurture, you're going to be nurturing with the words you speak. And that respect is coming back to that respect, which you started with at the very beginning. So we we, we want to thank you on behalf of my, my audience. I just want to thank you. And I want to be respectful of your time uh, so that we can continue to grow and nurture nurture each other as well so is there any last any last comment you would want to make or say to the audience yes become your best observer go for the good things in life if you want to contact me you can reach me via email which will be andrealukac.coaching at gmail.com let's make the environment nurturing also I will put Andrea's details in the show notes so that you, if you want to reach out to her, you can reach out to her at any point in time. Just know that you are not alone. Just know that there are people here who wants to help you. Uh, know that no one can, can do anything by themselves. It takes two hands to clap. If you clap with one hand, all you'll be doing is fanning the wind. There is nothing going to be coming from that. But when you put two together, it makes a sound. It's musical. You can dance. You know what I mean? So you can move, you can move your hippie hippie and you can do the jig. So we want to be able to bring that to you. So I hope that today you receive that, that nutrients and the nourishment that Andrea has imparted to us. So Andrea, I want to thank you for your time and for sharing with us um, today. You're welcome and take care. Well, that was wonderful, wasn't it? Oh, I that was amazing. It was really good to understand how to set healthy boundaries, our topic for today. Healthy boundaries is so important to set those healthy boundaries. And lots of wisdom in there. Wisdom, as I said to you, you know, we're going to bring you lots of wisdom. So today, you know, I just want to say wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with 
all that gets in, get understanding. Because it's not only you need the wisdom, but you need the understanding to go with the wisdom. And that comes from Proverbs 4, 7 to 9. I pray this episode has given you wisdom so you can have an unstoppable life. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, you can visit my website, www.vernahayward.com. You can follow me on Facebook. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram. Take a look up for the Unstoppable Life with Verna Hayward and you will find me. I am going to be doing a virtual retreat on how you can build your life, like how you can become unstoppable. And we're going to be using three powerful practices to teach you how to do that. In our episode, we talk about reflecting. And on reflection, you can find so many good things that you can do. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you for spending time on the Unstoppable Life podcast. And we look forward to you tuning in next time. Have a pleasant day and God bless.